right, hello, welcome to the Conjecturing Horrorish Podcast. With me is Laura. Hi. And Greg. Yo, what up? But I'm your host, Rob. Um, how's everybody doing tonight? How's everybody doing? Good. Excellent. Doing good. Doing good. We're all here. We all don't look that tired, so at least, I mean, I know I was up till like five in the morning, so I was, I was still up <laughs> late uh, trying to recover from watching this movie that late at night. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. We'll get a little bit. Uh, so we're we're, at, we're we're wearing uh, somewhat costumes again. This has kind of been the theme now for a while now. Um, I just have a shirt on that has letters, and I cut out a little Ouija board fucking fucking thing idol decal. I don't know what the hell you want to call it on my shirt. Uh, Laura went like all out, and she literally looks like Katie. She has her hair down. She has a white shirt on with blood on the front, and. So easy to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Before we started recording, she was just kind of standing in the background of her of her video and just kind of like shaking violently. So it was kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> what What did you put on your shirt to get it red like that? It's actual red blood. <laughs> it's, it's actual red blood. It's real real blood. <laughs> wow, man. Clearly, yeah, yeah. I meant to say it's. It's f- actual fake blood. Like they sell fake blood. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I like your other one better. It's actual blood. It's actual real blood. That would have been like the first time that you delivered such a serious <laughs> line, like such deadpan without laughing. I was like, fuck, yeah. it's real blood. Yeah. Man, like Laura, Laura is so committed that she just like, I, it's real blood. Mm-hmm. I won't say how I got it, but yeah, it's real. It's great. Oh man! And we kind of don't know what Greg is, to be honest with you, Greg. <laughs> Greg, uh, do you want to describe yours first, Greg, and then I'll kind of say what I think it looks like. Go for it. My interpretation is I am a ghost. <laughs> so he 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 said before the pot he just didn't want to throw a white sheet on for obvious reasons. Um, so he has chose to just wear a white shirt, and he has white glasses on, and then he has kind of like a white. Uh, what do you call it? A white headband? A white a do rag? A do rag on his head? And I, right, right now, I just had the idea. Like he looks like a condom. Oh no! <laughs> so I mean, I don't, oh. I don't know if that's better or not, but you know, <laughs> Greg is protecting us. He's protecting us tonight. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, um, where are we at here? Uh, so let's see what everybody's drinking tonight. Now let's get the drop going for that. What's in the cups? All right. So what are you, what are you drinking, Greg? What are you drinking tonight? I just want to preface this by saying that the enemy of our movie tonight is cold. It is unseen. It is invisible. Uh, its effects are unpredictable and it can do, very bad things to the voice in your throat, which is exactly like my drink tonight, straight vodka. So oh, we're just doing vodka shots. Shit. Just yep. straight vodka? Wow. Yep. Hmm. Uh, that's pretty hardcore, Greg. That is super hardcore. Yeah. Wow. I wanted to also add, um, I've got my ghost snacks. Oh. And these are white Sour Patch Kids. Yum. And they're so good. They look Yum. like little ghosts. Oh. I don't know if you can see that. Uh, what about you, Laura? What are you drinking tonight? I don't know if you spent a lot of time on your outfit. Maybe you'll see what you spent spent on your drink. Yeah, no, I didn't spend any time on my drink, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> no, in the, in the very beginning of the film, you see them open up a bottle of wine. So I went simple. 
I'm just drinking a very hefty pour of red wine. Wow. Cheers. Hmm, cheers. Wow. Uh, I might. Wow. This is like the first time I think in whatever 20 something episodes that I think I have the most thought put into my drink. This is crazy. All right. Usually Laura is like not even close to, you know, being touched with as far as that aspect goes. She has, you know, a triangle glasses, which we didn't even know existed. And yeah, little aliens <laughs> you can suck on. Mm-hmm. No. Never living that one down. Yeah, no, that was no, the never. big mistake. Yeah. Big. So so for me, I I looked up this drink. It is called a horse's neck. Have you heard of this, Laura? A horse's neck. No. So it's it's bourbon, it's ginger ale, it's bitters, and I guess the neck part, the horse's neck, is actually from a long spiral like lemon rind you kind of you know cut out. Hmm. But I'm gonna retitle this Katie's back. Oh. So it's exactly the same, but the only difference is I'm going to take a bite out of a lemon, and then that's going to be my rind that goes into this drink. Okay? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He did it. There you go. So you got the rind. It looks like a bite mark in my drink in there. So my my drink is the Katie's back. Okay, for this this episode. Wow. So cheers, you guys. Rind rind does not taste good by itself. No. No, no. Mm-hmm. You're clearly the winner tonight, Rob. That was, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Katie in her back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Katie. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody feels sorry for uh, Micah in this movie. <laughs> I do. You do? Oh, okay. All right. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, yeah, right. I know. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so let's get to some updates for right now. Um, do you guys have any follow-up from last week's episode, Triangle? You no. know, did you guys, you know, uh, experience any like deja vu? Did you guys go on a boat? Did you just have a hammer in your hand at some point? Nothing. Mm, no. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing like that. Just mind-blowing. You know, Greg's pick choice. We were just all amazed by that. Truly. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm, the only thing I really had from kind of updates is I got a, a, a listener kind of comment here, a little review that somebody put out to us. This is from Alex Ooh. D. And this person I think knows Greg. So Alex D. kind of like sent out a little review from Fire in the Sky episode. Mm-hmm. And he said, great Fire in the Sky pod, guys. Really enjoyed and agree. Greg would have most definitely gotten out of the truck and would have left it. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have left his ass for sure being Greg. And then he put, and to be honest, I'm pretty sure Greg has been abducted and replaced with a pod human anyway. He said, I've been saying this shit for 20 years. So clearly this person's known Greg for 20 years. He thinks he's always been a pod human. So yeah, a little uh, shout out there to Alex D. Uh, thanks for the little review from Fire in the Sky. And we, we definitely know Greg. Greg. Greg is either the first one to die or he's actually an alien himself. So I guess it works both ways. I, I kind of feel bad, but Greg, that's four people now that have said straight up, oh, Greg would be the one to get out of the car. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's get to the actual movie reveal now a bit. Uh, we already kind of been making jokes and our outfits and what we're drinking. Uh, we're doing 2007's Paranormal Activity. This was my pick last week. I actually stole this from Laura. This is on her list. She was talking a little bit ago. She might be stealing one of mine or Greg's picks. Probably mine. I don't think she wants to take any of Greg's picks. But uh, 
We'll see what happens when she has to reveal her movie at the end of this episode. We'll see what she picks. Um, so I chose this movie just because when we talked about Fire in the Sky, I definitely had experiences for myself uh, like uh, alien stories and so I just thought I might as well continue on the theme of just talking about how fucked up my childhood was and talk yes. about how that I think I had um, ghost encounters too when I was young so you know shit I might as well watch this movie and get to tell more of my fucked up stories you know so that's definitely why I picked it was was that reason alone yeah because nice. we've all seen it right you guys both have course seen this right oh so many times yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had the pleasure of seeing it in the theater when it was out. Yep, and people me too. just right. You can confirm this, Laura. People lost their minds in the theater. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's crazy. I definitely didn't see it in the theater. I'm pretty sure I rented it way later in life. Um, all right, so let's get to our horrorish segment of the week. This week, I have. Uh, so this week I came up with a question, uh, definitely about ghosts, spirits, and all that stuff. Um, so the question I came up with to these guys is, uh, if you had to pick one spirit, ghost, or demon from pop culture to haunt you for the rest of your life, who are you choosing and why? Hmm. So what, what type of ghost would you pick, you know, from pop culture? Probably more or less from movies, I guess. It's kind of the main ones. But which ghost would you haunt you for the rest of your life? Yeah, rest of your life. It's not like a one-time thing and you're not going to get away from this ghost, you know. Um, so which one would you Does it have to be from a horror movie? No, it could be any. any, any it's your pop culture. It could be from anything. Ooh. Well, like, okay, I'm going to look at this logically like we did the fire in the sky question about aliens abducting you. The purpose of a ghost haunting you, right, is because they have unfinished business. Okay, first of all, you don't want a ghost that's going to terrorize you, and you don't want a ghost that's annoying, right? So that doesn't leave many ghosts left to pick from. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you don't have an question. answer. You don't have an answer. You just had you broke it no, down. No, I'm a trying. For us. I'm okay. trying to deduce. This is how I. This is how I think. He's I think out loud. Stall. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Do you know yours, Lord? Do you guys want me to go first? I I kind of know mine, but I'm. I don't hope I don't steal one of your guys. But yeah. Okay, I definitely I would pick a Lloyd the bartender from The Shining. Mm. <laughs> he would definitely be my ghost. That if I'm going to get haunted, I would want to get haunted by Lloyd. Uh, we can set up a little bar in in my place, and he can just serve me drinks and. You know, damn, we just, we that just is a talk, you know. Wow, that should have been Laura's answer. <laughs> I know that's that what is I thought. such a good answer. I don't even think <laughs> I would have thought of good that. Wait, so you don't you don't want the butt flap ghost? All you <laughs> no, that's that's after dark. That's after dark. He comes out. <laughs> damn, damn, wow, this took a turn. Okay, mm-hmm. I know, man. Laura, Laura turned it. Usually, I do. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, dude, I've been getting worse with every episode. Hanging out with you, Rob. It's really, it's wearing off on me, man. Oh, my God. Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Like, reel it in. Mm-hmm. Nah. Okay, do you guys have, you guys think of one yet? What ghost you'd want to haunt you for the rest of your life? Ghosts. I don't know if this counts. Uh, what about in Star Wars? You know, when a Jedi passes away, he becomes like a spirit. And he becomes like nice. your mentor for the rest of your life. And he gives you sage, you know, wise advice on how to, mm-hmm. how to live a, a pious and, you know, structured, disciplined life. Uh, that's what I want. You know, ghosts, you know, when you call upon him in those moments of need, when you're fighting, you know, a Sith with a lightsaber, you know, whenever that happens in your life, uh, you have like a, a wise old man behind your shoulder. 
So I'm it wouldn't, go just, it, would, it wouldn't, it wouldn't just be like when you're in traffic, you're sitting in the back seat, just being like, relax, Greg, feel the force, chill. No, that okay. So if it's like in an everyday situation, there's no way I would want that because he wouldn't let me like let out my rage. He'd be like, be the way of the Jedi. I'm like, shut up. I just, I want to be angry right now. But I'm saying like <laughs> in the movies, you call upon them when you need them in like battle. So I'm gonna say Obi Wan, uh, oh, the Obi-Wan Jedi does? spirit. Yeah. Oh, wait, are you yeah. doing the old, uh, what is his name, Alex, is Alex McGinnis, or are you doing Ewan McGregor? I kind of think of them as one, actually, kind of a, maybe a hybrid of the two, kind of like one that's in his, like, mid-50s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> one that you haven't seen before, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, nice, nice. Okay, Laura, what do you, what do you got, Laura, for your ghost? Man, you know, the very first thing that pops in my head which I'm going to mention, but I'm not, this is not my answer. It's just Casper, Casper, the friendly fucking ghost, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. But we mm-hmm. can't, that's just so obvious. So then I start fuck. thinking about, really, I think he would just be like a kid, right? But he's kind of creepy though. He's kind of creepy though, isn't he? No, he's not. He, he, he's not like physically creepy, but he definitely has boundary issues. He try. he's like, talks about like, you know, can I keep you? He wants to keep the girl and he like kisses her when she's sleeping. Like that's really inappropriate. Damn, you remember that movie vividly. I don't remember that shit. <laughs> like, that's way more detailed. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of detail. Okay. Um, but then I just start thinking about, like, not so much when you think of ghosts, but when you just think of um, people in movies that have, like, a loved one come visit briefly. Mm-hmm. Do you do you do you want me to just give you the, your answer, Laura? No, no, I, I so because I know who you should pick, like in my head. Other than other than the one I do, other than the one I took from you, Lloyd the bartender would be, I think, your obvious one if you thought of it. But I do have yeah. another one. I thought like Laura should definitely pick this person. Okay, tell me. It's the the ghost from Pet Cemetery that you thought was hilarious. Ah. <laughs> oh no, he's too scary looking. He's too scary looking. I wouldn't want to look at him. But he can just like chill with you. Hmm. What about? the field of dreams guy the baseball player oh uh well okay i don't know i forgot what their names are but mm-hmm. um like kevin Costner, kevin costner's dad whatever his name was mm-hmm. Sh- shoeless joe oh you want one Is of the oh yeah. you want one of those guys mm-hmm. are you taking yeah. are you taking one guy or the whole team i'm taking the one main guy the one main yeah. guy you're taking shoeless joe <laughs> yeah oh you do you even like baseball <laughs> i feel like that's all he's gonna talk about um, I'm surrounded by baseball. Well, not, not in 2020, but normally because of my husband and he's obsessed. So yeah, I like, I like baseball. I feel like your husband would be super psyched if your ghost was a baseball guy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if Brooks ever kicked the bucket, he's going to come back and be the same for me anyway. He's just going to be like, you know, I don't even fucking know you guys. <laughs> He'll be like Patrick he's Swayze supposed- from Ghost. He's going to do like pottery with you. <laughs> no, see, I already oh, thought so awesome. of that. <laughs> I already thought of that, and I was mm-hmm. like, definitely don't want Patrick Swayze. Oh, you don't? Okay. Mm-hmm. What about Moana's grandma? Oh, oh, there yeah. you go. That's a good one. You could take. She can come back as like a. Mm-hmm. What was she like? A, she was a stingray. stingray. Mm-hmm. And she can just guide me and help me figure out who I am. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You want that Sorry, one? I had to. I had to talk mm-hmm. through a few answers, but that's my final. It was answer. between Shoeless Joe and Moana. Wow, that's an interesting <laughs> choice there. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't give us the question ahead of time. <laughs> but I think your guys' answers are even funnier than you. I think if you had time to think of it, that's actually really good. Oh, Laura, I like man. it. I like it. 
Yeah, it's I think funny. the only one I had on like my backup list, just in case you guys took Lloyd, was a uh, Slimer from the Ghostbusters. Ew! Oh. Well, no. Why not? We can just chill and eat hot dogs all day. Like I'm cool with that. You know. Ew! You're gonna be disgusting all day. You're just gonna be covered in slime. <laughs> it would be pretty fun to hang. No, with I mean, though. come on. We're hanging out for a lifetime. I would just be like day one. I'd be like boundaries, dude. You can't slime me. Come on. We can just. I'll give you hot dogs mm. if you don't slime me. You know. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. So good choices, guys. Good choices. You know, um, good definitely, question. definitely good conversation. Yeah, that's you good know? Um, so if anybody <laughs> wants to email us in or hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, what their choices would be, uh, you can hit us up conjecturing pod at Gmail and you got at conjecturing pod for Twitter and Instagram. So let us know what ghost you'd want you haunt you guys for, for the rest of your life, you know? So there you go. Um, so let's, uh, Let's get to the movie here now. So it's time to turn on the camera. Let's turn on the camera and get to the movie here a bit. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, so like we said, we definitely have a spoiler warning here. We're doing Paranormal Activity, of course, 2007. Uh, writer, director, Oren, how do you do it? Pelly? Pelly. Pelly. Oh, wow. Uh, so the budget from this movie was $15,000. So yeah. I was talking to Laura right before we recorded, <laughs> asking her, like, did you, like, miscalculate something there? Did you forget to put million? Because 15000 Like, I get, you know, watching it, like, it's completely low budget. There's nothing to it. But still, like, that seems insane to me. I thought any movie would at least be, like, 50000 to make, even, even low-budget movies. I don't understand how you pay your actors with that. Uh, I have the best facts for you guys. Okay, get there. good. Yeah. good. Just wait. All right, yeah. we're, we're going to be getting yeah. there. Let me let me just do the box office, and then we'll get to Laura. She can okay. just start giving us some good information. So, from fifteen thousand dollars, which is like a fucking used car nowadays, this yeah. this movie brought in a hundred and ninety three million dollars. <laughs> like, I mean, so insane. That that's like uh, the best return on value I think of like almost any movie. That's insane. No, any movie. Yeah if, yeah, if you just break down the percentage, like I don't think even like Star Wars made more. Nothing can come than close. That, you know, that was just crazy. So I was like, holy shit. You know. Um, yeah. So do you want to get into the interesting facts in Laura? Yeah, so I have quite a bit, but it definitely explains the 15,000 mm. <laughs> budget. Uh, so Pelly chose to shoot the picture with a home video camera. So there, right there, there was no camera crew. None of that. No expensive uh, equipment. Um, the dialogue in this movie is actually completely natural. There was no real script. Uh, instead, the actors were just given outlines of the story uh, and situations to improvise. Um, so this technique is called retroscripting, and it's actually what they did in the Blair Witch Project, too. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this was shot in seven days. What? Like like uh. God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the guy who plays Mika, and his name's Mika in real life, Mika Sloat, he actually um, did control the camera for a good part of the film for real because he was a former cameraman at his uh, university's TV station. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So he already had that experience. Um, something I don't have in the docket, but that I read later, was that the two main actors, they responded to an ad to be in this movie they were paid five hundred dollars wow get out because this was never meant this was such a small project that was just meant to like Mm -hmm. go to the festivals it was never they never really thought it was gonna blow up and get a deal the way it did um 
so anyway, uh, obviously it got picked up and then they started playing it more widely. Uh, during one of the larger screenings, people began to walk out. And so they thought that the film was bombing, but then they later found out that people were leaving because they were so scared. Mm -hmm. Wow. Which I think is pretty spot on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The only other thing that I'm sure most people know is that there are, there were like three different endings filmed for this movie. Hmm. And one was deemed unnecessary and one was deemed too scary. And then the too scary one honestly wouldn't have made a sequel. You know, it it wouldn't have really made sense. So, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure we'll get into that at the end. Okay, cool. cool. Because I don't, I didn't, I don't know if I ever like knew that or forgot it, but I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, me either. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll probably get into some of those endings. And when we get to the end of it of the movie, can't talk about them. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, what about the director's reason for making the movie, Laura? Yeah, I love this. So this was a first time director, Oren Pelly, And he said in, in an interview that he'd been afraid of ghosts his whole life. Um, he even feared the comedy Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. but intended to channel that fear into something positive and productive. Mm-hmm. That's so he cool. nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of like my reason for doing this pod is like my fear of horror movies and it's making me watch them. So it's actually helping. So yeah, maybe somebody will give me $194 million someday. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, yeah, like Laura said, I mean, the cast themselves, I didn't realize that the cast is just their own names. Yeah. Know? Like, I love it's that. just like you're, you're your own character. I guess that makes sense if you're doing like a non script. Then if you're just going to be kind of improvising scenes, you just want to say the person's name because that's what you know them as. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Let's get to synopsis here. So, Laura, you want to get synopsis for this? All right. Yeah. So the movie begins with a, you know, seemingly normal couple, a young couple from San Diego, uh, California. We've got Katie and Mika. Um, and the, the movie starts with Mika wanting to put a video camera out and just kind of record their everyday happenings, even when they're sleeping. Uh, and then we, we learn that Katie has a history of very paranormal things happening to her. Um, and as the movie unfolds, you find out that there is a demon essentially attached to Katie and is not happy that it's being recorded. So um, we just kind of watch this movie unfold on, you know, real TV mm-hmm. more or less. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know where, where do you guys want to start with this movie? Um, I mean, I was going to ask you guys kind of just from up front in the beginning, you know, I mean, this is definitely a found footage movie. Uh, like we talked about very similar to Blair Witch. Do you guys actually feel kind of like how I do that found footage type of movies are slightly just more scary in general than like a typical way a movie's filmed? Yes, mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I do too. You know, I mean, it could be a it could be a garbage movie, but just the fact that it starts with saying, you know, found footage or this is real, it automatically kind of puts a little bit extra for me into like, oh, a little bit of more nerve factor than just some movie that you know is just a movie itself, you know? Yeah, when you walk into a movie, you you automatically are suspending your, you know, your your belief, your disbelief. So when they tell you that it's, you know, this is based on real events or this is actually what happened or this footage was found, even though in the back of your mind, you're probably thinking, no, it's not. That's just you selling it to me. You walk into this this movie watching experience um, 
like with an open mind. Most people are. And, and I actually like the way that they did this. You know, they started it off by saying Paramount Pictures would like to thank the families of so-and-so for letting yes. this film. And that was so clever. Rather than saying, okay, this happened on this date, this happened on this date. It was like the movie kind of felt like a memorialization, you know, rather than trying to convince us that it was real, which felt, it's almost like that saying where they say, you know, in a, in a business meeting, if you're late, rather than apologizing, just thank people for being patient for you. It's like this movie thanked yeah. us for, le- you know, thank the families for letting them produce and put out this found footage. So right off the bat, you think, uh-oh, well, what happened? Uh, and it, it, it definitely feels more real than them trying to just force upon you. This is real footage. Yeah, yeah I agree. I I, I thought the beginning was confusing because I was like, wait, why are they thanking the families? But in my mind, if you're going to thank the families and the, and the police, then it was based off true events. And I'll kind of tell you guys real quick. I saw this in theaters in San Diego. Oh, wow. I was in a movie theater. This was back when many moons ago when Brooks, my husband and I were dating and he lived in San Diego for a year and I'd, I'd go visit him like every weekend. And we went to the theater to see this. And I knew nothing about this film. And when it ended, I was like, so wait, this was based off true events. I was convinced. And then I had to look it up to find out it wasn't. And I was like, man, they fucking got me. I thought it was truly based on like real events that happened to these people. Mm-hmm. So did I. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like I said, the found footage... Uh... It gets pretty much gets all of us. So right away, I think we're all yeah. like a little, you know, it's almost like you, you're maybe like you're sitting on your couch watching this movie and you see found footage and you kind of creep a little closer to your edge of your couch. Kind of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this pretty much this movie starts off like Laura said in the synopsis, you know, where Micah and, and Katie uh, pretty much are kind of having a conversations about things they've kind of been hearing or noises they've been seeing. And, and they don't know if it's a neighbor or kids messing around. And so they kind of want to buy the recording equipment just to record whatever is going on so they can finally know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And that kind of just starts us off in the movie. And, you know, you're definitely just going through the whole documentation of what's happening. And this movie is such a slow burn. It's just so subtle, Mm -hmm. you know, from the beginning, like nothing's kind of happening. Then like a little thing happens and it just gets, you know, more and more and more and more, you know, which, you know, even like knowing what's going to happen in this movie every time. I mean, let's be honest. It's all really about the night scenes, you know, the night sleeping Mm -hmm. scenes during the day when they're talking and they're reviewing stuff like that's fine. You know, they're, they're doing okay acting, but right when those lights turn off and they go to that black and white, you know, shot from their bedroom, I'm my hands start getting sweaty. Like I'm nervous. I'm making sure my lights are all on, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm making sure like I'm ready just because even at the beginning, even though I know what's going to happen every single time, it just puts me on edge. Yeah. And I'm like analyzing the screen, like insane, you know, cause it's just a still frame of the bedroom and all you really see is a time clock uh, ticking. You know, but so yeah. you're, I'm looking right. at every single like I'm going from like them in the bed is something moving to the doorway is something moving to the floor. And it's it's dark enough to where you can't clearly see. So you're, my eyes are like dilating like crazy trying to see like, is there something there? Did something move? What is that? You know, um, so I just thought it's so effective the way this movie starts and the way it makes you nervous right from the beginning 
you know, of just like what's going to happen and when is it going to happen? So I just thought it was so cool in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. They, they definitely open it up in a very, when we like watch most of the movies that we watch usually start from the beginning of the storytelling. They tell you like the origin of something and then they take you through the journey and they reach a conclusion. What made the beginning so real to me was that the first scene that you open up it's like him testing out his new camera and he's like and then she drives up in the driveway she's like what the hell is in your hands you know it's almost like it's you're being plopped into the middle of a situation that they're in and their situation is that before this footage is even being filmed they've been experiencing this activity in their house for like weeks apparently right and then they decided to do something about it they started to film it and this is where we come in and that felt so real to me because I felt it, it was like that's something that any of us might do if we're again like we'll probably talk about the decisions that they make later on but in terms of like being curious and about, about what's happening in your house um, I, I like how we actually didn't start from the beginning we didn't start from the yeah. very first time that they had been experiencing stuff it was like at the point that they just that Mika, Mika, however you say his name, Luca, decided to pick up a camera and start filming stuff, um, <laughs> you're there. And that made it so real to me. And is oh, I, I loved how it opened that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely, I think the first big kind of uh, scene to me in this movie that really starts expanding on what's going on is the the visit from the, what do you call him, the ghost ghost investigator psychic because like yeah. he, he really kind of starts laying the groundwork for what's going to happen in this movie and a lot of good information he's giving them and right away you start establishing the fact that micah does not believe and katie is like don't fuck around yeah right away you get those opposites of those two people and this guy just kind of breaks things down for them, talks about, you know, there's there's evil spirits that are demons, there's good spirits that are just actually human people. You don't want to mess with the demon, you don't you don't want to do this, this and that. Um, but I think like the best thing he said was something I wrote down, which is when he's talking about Katie, you know, kind of you know, Katie kind of gives a story of the fact that, you know, she's experienced this stuff for a long time. She had, you know, her sister, they experienced stuff when they were younger and things like that. I think Micah's joking around about, you know, wanting to like, you know, document it and mess with it and talk to it. And he tells her, you know, and him, if you try to communicate with it, you open the door to it. Mm -hmm. If that's improvised and that's fucking genius by that actor, then I feel like that's the one line that maybe they wrote in the script because like that was such a perfect line. Yeah. Yeah. So that scene with that, that, you know, psychic guy was really, really a good scene. I really liked that scene. Um, just all the information you kind of pervade, you know, to them. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that is not only something you see in almost every like possession movie, you know, if you open up communication more or less, that is kind of why they get stronger and they build on fear and they can possess certain people. But also I feel like that's common sense in life. Like maybe don't fucking buy a Ouija board. <laughs> Especially when your girlfriend tells you not to. I don't yeah, know. That's true. That's true. That's true. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't mess with that either. That's that's one of the things where I'm like, you know, I, I, we'll get into it later, my experiences, but I'm definitely not buying a fucking keyboard. <laughs> no oh, way. Man. No way. Um, wait, wait. Side note, though. 
and I hate to be like kind of sexist, but I fucking hated it when she was like, you bought the Ouija board. And he was like, I didn't buy it. I borrowed it. And it was like, dude, ah, that a, was so fucked. And I just feel head. like that is totally something my husband would say. Like, you motherfucker. No. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. It's a good line. It's a good line. I'll have to remember that next time. It was a good line, though. Such yeah. a dude thing to say. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so from here in the movie, you really just kind of start going through every night. You know, kind of like what little things are happening throughout the night or, you know, what thing in the morning did. I think the very first thing you kind of see is uh, that they her keys were on the ground in the kitchen. So she's kind of like, OK, well, my keys clearly weren't there when we went to sleep. So that's like one of the very first subtle things you see is that um, I think you like hear something. Uh, I think one of the first nights where it goes to the bedroom seemed dark. You hear uh, footsteps, whatever it is, like a little footsteps or something yeah. like that, uh, which are still, I mean, it still creeps me out. You know, those they're it's so, they're so subtle. You know, there was even parts in this movie where I had to turn up the volume really loud because I know there was like a sound going on that I need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Can I just add on the whole slow burn thing? I mean, this mm-hmm. is very much a slow burn. I totally get that, but Compared to other like slow burn movies, I just feel like the anxiety and fear I have through this movie, it almost didn't feel like a slow burn and that I, I'm scared every night. I, I understand it's going to get worse as the nights progress, but I am just like terrified. And even with the door, which is like a door creaking, that's enough for me mm-hmm. to be like, oh, fuck, like something's happening, you know? Well, that's the thing, like the whole movie, the, the whole first part of it, they have, it really just, uh, it hits you where it hurts most, which is at home and you're in your bedroom. And of course your house is going to be making these random creaks and groans and, and noises the whole time. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we were watching this movie and it was, um, it was on the fourth <laughs> and there would be something happening. Like, you know, in one of the first scenes, uh, they heard a noise in the kitchen. They went to investigate and it turns out it was just the ice maker. Around that time, our ice maker started making noise and it popped us off the couch. And we're like, oh shit, you know, your, your house as a structure just is, is going to react and warp and make noises. And this movie just preys on that because it knows that you hear that, those things all the time. And knowing that it's actually something paranormal makes it so much worse. And it, it, it's a slow burn because this ghost or this thing that's haunting them is doing like pretty much benign stuff, like leading up to it. It's moving stuff, pushing things, making noises, creeping them out, not really hurting them. Um, but at the same time, you're right, Laura, like your anxiety is like at a nine yeah. the whole time. And that, that's one of the things I remember watching in the theater. Like it felt so different than any other movie that I had seen in the theater before yeah. for that reason. Dude, Greg, I, I'm there with you. So we were just watching this. I think we watched it on like July 3rd or something, right? And, you know, I, I've seen this a million times. Our lights, which have never flickered swear to swear to god crossing my heart right now our lights flickered two separate times during this movie and brooks and i just looked at each other and i'm speechless i'm just like oh my god and then brooks was like you know what i'm sure our lights do this and we just don't notice and i'm like nope i've literally never <laughs> seen them flicker like i have to talk about this on Are the pod serious? Yeah. oh my god <laughs> it's fucking mm-hmm. crazy 
Oh. And um, I, I had a door that just kept opening and shutting, but I was like, oh, I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> no, no, shit. I, I, I would have fucking called you guys immediately and been, and, <laughs> and been screaming into a phone if that was happening to me. <laughs> like, fuck you. You opened the line of communication. <laughs> now I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let, let's transition a little bit into Micah more. We talked about in the beginning how he kind of just didn't even, he didn't, first he didn't take any of this seriously. And then he kind of just turns into half, half angry, half irritated, half just, I don't even know what you, let's just talk about that. Michael's a jackass and just talk about all the stupid things this guy does. in the Yeah. Movie. You know what? Yeah, you're right. He, he for sure is like, he doesn't believe her. That's the thing is like, he, he he's home all the time. I don't know. I guess he's like a, he's a day tra- trader yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's he's kind of home on all the time on his computer. So you see in his downtime, he's like turning this into like his second hobby. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of just he's screwing with it, you know. You know he's not taking it seriously, which really doesn't make you empathize with the guy. But at the same time, he kind of has like a charm to it. Like you know, as a guy, you think you're invincible. You think you know I'm gonna hold down my house. Nothing's gonna get through here. But he just took it to another level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He he pretty much just keeps provoking, you know, like, like the psychic guide said, you know, don't try to communicate with it. And I think the, that night or the next day he's trying, he has his EEM, whatever his EVP, EVP recorder. And he's like, why are you here? Yeah. What do you want? And I was like, what a fucking idiot. Yeah. You know? And then the Ouija it's board like, thing. He- so bad. Well, yeah, the Ouija board is like the climax of his fucking stupidity. He was also yelling out into the, the silence. He was like, what you got? You're worthless. I'm calling you out. And tell me you guys were just like, you're burying your heads in your hands. Like, oh my God, dude, are you serious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought it was hilarious that like through most of this movie, he's he clearly sees all these things are happening. It's not like he runs in the room and he's like, what happened? You know, I wasn't there. I never saw it. He's yeah. clearly seeing it. And, he- and he's like, he's yelling like, who's there? Like, it's like, a, like he thinks it's an intruder still. Because, you know? Yeah. I mean, this is like a form of... It's a form of denial, what he has, mm. you know, mm, he, like so like everything he's experiencing this for the first time, whereas she's dealt with this her whole life. So every time something happens, it's, it's almost like his denial kicks in and then it makes it fun for him. It's fun because it's mm. new and he's never experienced it. And he probably has this thing in his mind that's telling him this could still be explained another way. Like maybe there was still a breeze or the air blew the door, or you know, maybe we do have something wrong with our lights. You know, I, I feel like all of that is kicking in in his denial, whereas she's <laughs> like, no, I've been, I've been being haunted since I was eight years old, seven or eight years old. So like, this is not fun for me, you know? You know what that's yeah. like? That's like when you guys, you go to like not scary farm where you go through those haunted mazes and you see like those dudes who are trying to be super tough. You know they're scared, but they can't help but try to point out every single guy. Oh, he's right there at the corner. He's right there. I can see him. I see you. I see you. And then you know that that's just making you a target. They're just going yeah. to scare you more, but you can't help but do that because that's your way of like being in denial of how scared you are yeah. and trying to like, you know, puff up your feathers mm-hmm. and like try to be tough about it. It's like an instinct, you know, that some mm-hmm. people just can't help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you guys I got banned for Nuts Berry Farm for a year? No. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> I went to, I went to, I went to one of those the not not scary farm ones like probably probably in high school when every, you know everybody would go in high school and some guy like popped out of a corner like behind me and like grabbed me and I turned and I just punched him in the face. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was just like it was just reactionary, you know. I didn't even like think <sighs> about it. Well, they're not supposed to touch you, so they I mean, can touch you. They can. I thought they weren't they allowed to. They can't harm you, but oh, they can yeah. touch you. Really? Yeah. 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 So I got banned for a year. I wasn't allowed to come back for a year. So, well, it's, I guess it would be next year's Halloween. So I guess I didn't really miss a whole lot, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was pretty God. funny though. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Rob, I feel like this is a fun fact that you need to tell everyone, you know, when you like are at work and you have to do some stupid fucking icebreaker and it's like, say three <laughs> things that no one can ever guess about you. You have to be like, I was banned from not <laughs> for a year. <laughs> oh yeah, so those would be my three things. It'd be like I was banned from the spare farm for a year. I thought I was yeah. abducted by aliens, and I'm pretty sure ghosts try to take me at some point. Yeah, people are never gonna mess with you. They're gonna be like, dude, stay away from that guy. They're definitely yeah, not I- gonna talk to me. I'm gonna be eating alone by myself all the time. Yeah. Is that so bad? I feel like I kind of yeah. like that. <laughs> I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, they're definitely not gonna say good morning to you without like notifying you from a distance first. Like Rob, by the way, I'm I'm getting closer. Yeah. How's your Monday? <laughs> Probably true. Probably true. You'll probably get a lot of free candy. Like, Rob, do you just want oh. some Skittles? Do you want some Reese's? <laughs> like, Thanks. And then they're like, oh, okay, he mm-hmm. likes me. I fed him candy. That's true. That's true. That's I'm not going to get punched yeah. in the face. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh that's God. true that's true yeah yeah um yeah i was gonna ask you guys like through all micah's like not believing you know and not taking things seriously through a lot of this movie i wouldn't say it's almost till the very end that he really starts believing at what point would would have you guys like stopped messing around and started being like oh shit this is serious like if oh. you were it you know if you were in his shoes in this movie you know the beginning yeah. Like like right when you saw that door move in, in you know the first like one of the first nights the door moves by itself you'd be like oh shit this is real. Well, I think that he subconsciously knew it was real for, for him to get a video camera and like listening mm-hmm. to his girlfriend who he loves very much talk about how she has had these experiences her whole life. Mm-hmm. I I would have never not believed her. Yeah. Mm, that's true. What about what about you Greg? At what point would have you started taking things seriously? Yeah, I think before the beginning, actually. <laughs> they, they, they talk about instances w- when the medium comes in and they're like, oh, yeah, we've been experiencing this for a few weeks. Uh, light switches have been turning on. Faucets have been turning on. Okay, that, like, day... Faucet, yeah. Day negative 14, mm. I would have been like, okay, peace, this is my house, you're out. I, we're, I'm not dealing... Or was it his house? I don't know if it was his house or hers house. It was his house. No. Oh, was, really? There. Uh, oh, know, I don't remember that. Every time I watch it, I'm very confused how this couple live in San Diego, California, have this beautiful, huge house with the pool. She's a student. Mm-hmm. He's a day trader. That's a great job. But I'm still like, how? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what day trading is, but I feel like, yeah, you're probably a baller. So like, I get it. And if I'm him and like you, this house that you paid a lot of money for that you expect to raise a family and suddenly there's like a demon in it. I'd be like, I'm sorry. Like, I love you, but like, I'm going to believe this the first day. I'm not mm-hmm. letting doors open by themselves. We're going to have to quit. Yeah. Wait, whoa. You have to quit the house or the relationship? What are we- I, I did not specify. Oh, man. <laughs> Okay. okay, this actually makes me feel better because this whole time you guys have been like, that guy's an asshole. And mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here thinking, oh my God, I watched this with Brooks the other day and he literally was like, dump her, dump her, leave her. Like it's attached to her. 
dude. And I was like, oh, fuck, my husband is a jerk. Micah should have just ghosted her. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and mic drop. And well, there you go. There you go. Okay. All right. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah. It was beautiful. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fucking yeah, Greg. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get we'll get into that we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, what he Micah I think should have done or shouldn't have done. Um, so let's get into let's get into a scene I I really did like. I did really like the Ouija board scene. Like like that's before even knowing this movie only cost fifteen thousand dollars to make. I thought that was a really cool like practical effect. It was mm-hmm. a really cool scene. You know, I mean, of course, I mean, she didn't want him to get the Ouija board and he was an idiot for getting it. But I thought it was fucking cool when it was like moving around by itself and then it yeah. lights on fire. I, I didn't remember that because um, that kind of goes back to those, some of the stories she talked about where she said that their original home that her and her sister lived in burned down mm-hmm. and they the oh. police and the and the fire department never could find cause. And I'm like, well, there you go. This demon can literally light fires. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought like that was a really cool scene. It is really the way that they that they organized it. He sets the camera down, and they have an argument, and they carry the argument outside of the room. But they the camera is still rolling, and you're like looking at the Ouija board on the table. Yeah, and yeah. this is that part was really well done. It was like you it, it was like you you were looking at something that you were not meant to see. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. Let, that's a good transition, Greg. Let's actually do a little discussion here about the actual camera work. Oh, brilliant! You know what I mean? Brilliant. Uh, yeah. Like, like, like handheld. I mean, like, like Laura literally said, he he pretty much did most of the filming himself, really. But you know, for being like you know an improv script, you know, kind of just carrying around the camera and just kind of talking to each other. I mean, it does make it feel super real. Yeah, because you know what I mean? Like, and it's not like, you know, in movies now where they're trying to uh, jiggle a camera to cause like, you know, be like, oh, we're we're nervous. We're jiggling a camera. Yeah, it's it just felt so real and and organic, you know, I agree. Yeah. The the thing that really I thought was so convincing about the camera work that I picked up in the first 20 minutes was that, you know, he carries it. He and sometimes she carries it around the house, you know, because they're trying to just document what's going on, if they can catch it, because, you know, God knows how many times are you walking around and something weird happens. You're like, ah, oh, I only caught that on camera. So they're just kind of carrying it around casually. And you, it, it feels real when they're walking around moving with the camera and when nothing's going on so that when they actually place the camera down and it becomes stationary and when scary things happen, you already believe that you're watching real footage. So at that point, they could show you anything. And that's when the crazy stuff happens. And I just thought that was so effective, you know? I mean, and yeah. you know how today, if you go on YouTube, I mean, at least five of the top 20 videos are going to be these things called reaction videos, where you just watch people literally react to things. Okay. You know, a uh, grandma playing Call of Duty or something. It's like, you know, or kids picking up a rotary phone and trying to figure out what it does. Like people love watching reactions because it feels real to us. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this was like a precursor to the reaction movement. You know, it was so brilliant, the fact that they would re-watch the footage that we literally just saw. It, it yeah. almost seems like a, you would think it's a waste. It's like, okay, why are you sh- showing the audience something that they just saw again? But it's because the second time around, you're watching their reactions, which is like so much more visceral and, and powerful. Mm-hmm. And it was like all the, the camera work was really like the most beautiful part of this movie. So well, well yeah. done. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think in the beginning, Katie was a little relieved to be like, okay, I'm not like crazy. I'm not like, you know, and then of course, multiple times, she's kind of just like, I don't want to look at this anymore. I don't, I don't want to see these things anymore. She's like, I already know it is real. I have been, it's been yeah. confirmed now in my head. I don't want to keep looking at these things, you know? And, yeah. and of course, Mike, Michael's just like, look at it. Oh my God, isn't it amazing? It's amazing what's going on, right? Like I, I thought of a theory about how we could trap it or just like, what are you talking about, dude? You know, like, why are you still there? You know, not like in the relationship, but just why are you still there in the house? No, Greg's like, why are you still in the relationship? Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> all of the above yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, poor, poor, this is why i'm saying poor katie like come on poor katie yeah um yeah hey, i was gonna ask you guys too like what was i wouldn't say what's your guys the biggest scare in this movie because i think we all kind of know it but what was the first big scare to you in this movie where you really were like oh shit you know because it's all very subtle in the beginning but what was the one thing that kind of got you first dude when she got dragged, when her foot got pulled oh. and dragged, okay. that to me, because I am someone who sleeps with one leg out. That's how I sleep. Oh, you're a one-legger. I'm a one-legger. I like to have one leg, because I am one of those people that I, and it's funny, it's kind of genetic. My mom and my sister and my daughter all sleep this way. We have to have blankets up to our face, like covering uh-huh. our mouth, just like a nose hanging out. So what? when yeah, we have that's, to like snug. What do you that's genetic? Yeah, what <laughs> it's genetic. We all do it. We've had discussions about this. It's very strange. Hmm. What do you what do you call that? If if the other one's called a one legger, what do you call that? I don't know. We have to just be snuggled way under a blanket, right? Hmm. But the problem is is that we live in California and it can get hot. And so when you have the blanket all the way up to your fucking eyeballs, it can get hot. So that's why I'm a one-legger because I need to have like some breeze, you know? It's called the snuggle struggle. There you go. Oh, there you go. Are you like afraid of something going in your mouth? Why are you covering your mouth? No, it's just like a weird, we all need to have the feeling of the blanket like up on our face. I don't know. We've had discussions about this before. It's really weird. How do you you breathe? I don't know. We just breathe. Do you have a hole hole in your blanket? No, we just breathe. Why? (laughs) Why is it so hard to breathe with a blanket? I don't get it. Well, because there's no oxygen down there. It's yeah. I would God. think it would be stifling. You guys not wear masks, too? <laughs> <laughs> no, we do. We do. We do. <laughs> let's not get into that. Let's not, let's not get into trouble here. I had like, to. You oh, left yeah, us yeah. wide open. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, oh, that's, yeah, so, I always thought that that was one of the things like on, on TV when you see someone really scared in bed, they pull the blankets up oh, to yeah. their nose and they look. I always thought that was an exaggeration, but that's an actual thing. That's like how people sure. sleep. Yeah. Well, if, if anybody wants to like email us in or hit us up on Twitter, Instagram and, and let us know if you're one of these uh, Laura snuggle snuggle sleepers. I don't know what you want to call it. You know, hit us up because I've never heard of that. I've never seen what? anybody like that. It's so Dude, weird. If my blanket was like by my neck, I would not be able to fall asleep. I'd be like, I need to pull it up here. Wow. It's real, Rob. The, the snuggle is real. The snuggle yeah, is real. That's one of our first t-shirts, guys. That's one of our first t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, the snuggle is real. I love it. Good job. Trademark, right. trademark, everybody. Mm. <laughs> anyway, back to the movie. So, yes, when she gets, when her leg gets pulled out of bed, first of all, it hits home because, like I said, I sleep with my leg out, one leg out. But second of all, up until that point, it's been doors moving, blankets mm-hmm. moving, footsteps. And that was the first time that she was physically like it was touched Mm -hmm. yeah 
Exactly. Mm. So it almost like when that happened, knowing that wasn't the end of the movie yet, it's like, oh, shit. Like they went there. Because that was that was like three fourths in. That was pretty close at the end. though. It right? was, but yeah. it, it was still mm-hmm. shocking. And I, I feel like then when I saw the end, I was like, well, I knew this was coming. She got dragged <laughs> out of bed. Of course, this was yeah. coming. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, she she didn't get dragged out for anything good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what about you, Greg? What was like the first thing in this movie that really got you? Man, I felt like I was gotten pretty early on. <laughs> just the way that they were talking about, just the way that she would describe the paranormal activity, even stuff that they really didn't show you. She said that she would be in bed and she could feel him breathing she could feel something breathing on her from the side of her bed and whispering her name at like her ear level and i was like fuck that dude and then you know uh, they show you first uh, the first few consecutive nights the thrill comes from okay silence and they're sleeping they're dead asleep and there's a noise there's something in the back that breaks the silence right and after a few times you kind of expect that to happen but then there was a time where she wakes up from a really bad dream and that's what breaks the silence. And then you're kind of like, oh, okay, I feel like, okay, now I've just been scared and you you let your guard down. And then suddenly, boom, a slam downstairs and like a yelling downstairs. That part got me too. That, that's when I thought, okay, the rest of this movie is going to be way more messed up than this. But I, I was gotten pretty early on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for me, definitely the first thing that really got me is the first time she wakes up. And she's like half asleep and then she just kind of stands there for like yeah. an hour or it's like an hour and a half and the, mm. the clock just ticks really quickly. And, and and it's almost like, yeah, if you were half asleep and you were standing there, you couldn't stand perfectly still. So she's kind of like trying to keep your balance. Mm-hmm. But when you feed the tape up, it's fucking creepy because she's almost like rocking standing yeah. there. That's the first thing that really got me where I was like, that's fucking creepy. Oof, Yeah. Laura, do you remember being in the theater and people's reaction to that moment? No, I was so zoned, like zoned in. I don't remember anyone else even in oh the theater. Oh my God, I remember that because what's happening is the footage is being fast forwarded. So it's basically silent. And while that's happening, like you said, Rob, she's kind of swaying. Everybody in the theater like started just freaking out. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> just like oh my god <laughs> insane that's pretty funny that's pretty funny i was gonna ask do either of you guys like sleepwalk at all oh okay <laughs> sorry greg I, I feel like i keep jumping on his questions i do not at all but i know you guys already know this my husband is a crazy sleep talker he talks every night, crazy shit. Sometimes I feel like he's talking in tongue and it I don't understand. And then a lot of times he says something hilarious and I have to write it down. Like I need to start a blog about the shit, shit. that he says. Mm-hmm. But he he did he used to sleepwalk. Luckily that has really oh. died down. But my daughter, who is four, has just recently started to sleep talk every single oh, night. God. And I was thinking about you, Rob, you nailed it with the scene of her standing there being horrifying because like a year ago, I was thinking, I hope my daughter never like sleepwalks because if I wake up and she's standing right in front of me, oh my God, I'm going to be horrified. You know what? A few months ago Mm -hmm. I woke up and she was fucking standing right in front of me. And I was like, oh. 
what? But then she was like talking. So I, I snapped out of it quick. I was like, oh, okay, she's talking to me. We're, we're okay. But mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like I'm in a light. <laughs> Fuck. I've got the husband and the daughter now who are just oh always. You're in a waking I mean, nightmare. You guys, the other night on the monitor, I heard her say, don't walk backwards. That's how you get a boo-boo. And I'm like, who the fuck is in her room walking backwards? Oh, no. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. crazy, Laura. So, wow. yeah, this is my reality. <laughs> okay. Laura, no wonder you're not scared of horror movies because you live a horrific life. I live a horrific life. <laughs> wow, okay. Um, man, I didn't forget where the hell we're at. I where know, are I'm we in sorry. the story? <laughs> like we have our own, we already, we've created our own movie here. Pretty much. I, know. I went on like a site. Laura went on a sign tangent there, I and I, it was more fascinating this parts of this movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we, oh, that's right. We were talking about like the scariest yeah. kind of what got us first in this movie. Okay. Right, yeah. That's right. That's right. All right. Yeah. Oh, the footprints um, were pretty creepy too. Yeah. The footprints in the powder. Oh, he, yeah. He spread powder around. Yeah. That was, that just made it more real that there was something physical like touching the ground and, and there rather than like when we think of spirits or ghosts, we think of something that's, you know, you can move your hand through, it's not there, but that made it more mm-hmm. like you know tactile and, and physical which is oof, yeah super creepy yeah all right yeah um i was gonna ask you guys though does anybody know what the fuck this thing looks like because the foot mark is like a chicken foot right <laughs> it has like three toes and like a heel you know what i mean yeah god i because all they really show is at one point micah has like a book he's looking through and it's kind of talking about demons and they show a couple pictures and but it looked more like a hoof like a horse hoof in the book you know kind of like the typical like devil looking but when they actually show the footprint it's to me it looked like almost like a chicken foot because it had like three toes and then the kind of like a heel you know yeah i i for sure have seen the first three and again i don't think um Major spoiler warnings, obviously, but um, I'm pretty sure they use Katie through all of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One, two, and three. And then was the fourth one the one that finally went away from this family and it was like uh, something in a church? I don't, yeah, I don't remember. I think there were like nine of them. I mean, (laughs) you get $193 million, you can create like 50 versions. I know. I think there was like a Tokyo Drift one. It was. No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> paranormal activity tokyo drift oh that's okay, awesome I sorry like that. that needs to be added to the list of things we want drawn i like that one mm-hmm. it's a possessed oh it's a possessed God. car like the car is, is like you know drifting around as we go to i like that one you guys, mm-hmm. you guys make my mm-hmm. heart so happy <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny that's but because i was gonna ask you guys like you know because now now we know that like they've never shown this thing yeah. you guys ever like picture in your head what it possibly could look like? No. Do you even? Do, I don't do want you, to. I was gonna ask. Do you even want to? <laughs> they say the whole time that it's they, and this is where they hammered home like that it's non. What's the word? They use a phrase non. Yeah, non-human. Or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you imagine it to be some type of like amalgamation of like various creatures, kind of, yeah. kind of like a, the the bottom half of one animal, the mm. top half of another, and it's mm-hmm. like I, that's kind of how I look at it. And he's flipping through that book of like you know, demon, you know, uh, portrayals and you yeah. expect it to be something like that. And that's like, I think maybe that's part of the, what makes it even scarier, yeah. right? Like we agree in a lot of the movies that we've watched, the less you see, the more your imagination has to grow and mm-hmm. just really uh, ruminate on how scary something can be. Yeah. Oh, well, I was just wondering if any, if you guys ever like kind of thought any farther, I thought Greg maybe did a doodle one day about what he thought this fucking thing would look like and it would be weird looking. Oh, I'm you know not what? drawing anything about this movie. I don't want to, you know, 
Yeah. Summon anything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to go the way of the Mika here. No, I think, and this is something that horror movies, I think, have a history of is like, once you see something, it's actually more or less not as scary. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's almost more horrifying to not see something or to have it possess someone you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, just, just that scene where they show like the footprint, it just made my, it made my mind like really like really think about like, man, what does this thing look like? Yeah. Cause up to that point you have no reference. So you don't really think about it. But once they show you like an actual foot outline, you're like, Whoa, like what, what is it? You know, what is that? Yeah. yeah. You know, did I, did I see it when I was little, you know, shit. Yeah. You know? Well, it's just, it's did very you? smart. Yeah, we'll see. You know, be- Mm-hmm. It's very smart because then you know right away when you only see like three toes right on a foot, you're like, that's not human. Nah. And that's all you need. That's all you need to see to be like, oh, fuck, what is this? You know? Yeah. No, that's true. That's true shit. Yeah. I'm not fucking with that shit. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the photograph. Let's talk about the photograph scene, you know, which I, I really like that scene where he has to crawl into the attic and, you know, um, have you guys ever lived in a place with an attic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. like fucking want to even go in there? I never, I lived in like two places and I was like, Nope, I'm never going to that fucking attic. No, I never went in. Yeah, no. I did to like film a little, uh, a little movie for school. We were <laughs> pretending to be hiding in the attic, but Oh yeah. And it, and it looks like that. It's like, you know, it's all insulated. It's there's nothing up there, mm-hmm. but just dust and cobwebs and potentially rats or something. Did it bother you guys that he went up there barefoot? It really bothered me. Oh, is that is that grinding Laura's gears, his toes? Maybe. I don't know. I just thought to talk about it right now. No, I definitely didn't like a close-up shot of his foot. I was kind of like, ugh, like gross, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't have a foot fetish, clearly. Um, so, But I, I really did like that scene, though, when he's like up in there. Because you're nervous. You're like, shit. And it just makes me think of the whole thing of like, you know, yeah, where would this thing kind of chill or hide or wherever you want to say it? And I'm like, yeah, it would be up in the fucking attic where it could just like be alone, I guess, until it wants to come out, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah but it was it's a cool reveal when they get the picture. Because it's, it's Katie when she's little. It's a photograph of her. She talked about already that her house burned down. The photograph is partially burned. So it's from the house. Mm-hmm. Um. But that just gets into the whole thing of like, I don't know how much you guys really know about like paranormal stuff and like the whole thing about that they can like, you know, spirits can imprint themselves on like objects. And that's kind of like how a lot of this stuff goes. That's a lot of the conjuring stuff where, you know, a, a spirit can be in Annabelle or a spirit can be in this tea kettle or a, or a pot. And that's why in the conjuring, when they go into their their basement, it's all actually objects. because every every object has like a something associated with so they can imprint themselves onto things so my whole thing with seeing that was clearly right away like that photograph is why he's able to follow you the photograph is here if they would have just burned that photograph then he's gone interesting yeah you know i mean that just goes back to Hmm. supernatural 101 with dean winchester you know it's like you 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 find find the source you burn it or you burn its bones that's that's 101 winchester logic you know so right when i saw that photo i was like yelling i was like burn it burn it you know but they didn't they didn't Uh, which he did he did no he did i don't think so no he threw the he threw (laughs) the cross in the fire in the fireplace not the picture he threw the picture didn't he didn't go with it i only saw the cross 
I thought he threw the photo in, but I think at that point it was already too late because it had already like transferred itself onto oh, Katie. All right. Well, yeah. well, let's get to that. Let's get to that then. You know, like what Laura talked about, you know, when, when, when Katie gets drug away, kind of like the big, you know, climax of this movie a bit when, she, when she's physically touched and dragged and then pretty much, you know, Micah ends up going and getting her. He brings her back to bed. She cries. And then the next morning, you know, he's like, show me your back. And she has like a bite mark. And that's on her it. Back. That's when she's done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, in my notes, I kind of, ha- I forgot a lot of the end of this movie. So in my notes, I was going to ask you guys like, oh, was that when she got possessed? And then at the end, I'm like, oh, clearly, yes. That's not even like a question, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, um, whether it's inside of her. What do you guys think of that whole thing is it like inside of her or is it just like partially controlling her after that or you know no it i well from horror movies i believe it's inside of her because in most horror movies when you do something to the body sure there's some powers that it can have like the demon can still have but for the most part you know you do things to the body like throw holy water on it or injure it somehow uh, they do react. Yeah, it's just it's just a crazy when they show the bite mark, you know. And it, and I'm glad they didn't go overboard with it. And it was like had like big fang marks or you know what I mean, where it was clearly like like this literally looked like yeah, like somebody literally just bit her with like normal teeth. Um, if you guys had to like bite, if you had to bite somebody, where would you bite them? If you if you were the demon, would you bite like? on their back like katie got bit on the back you know where would be like your ideal place to bite somebody mm, that's what, a man, really if you mean business. Well, well let me let me ask you this then as a first question then did the demon bite her out of love or out of anger what was his what was behind his bite what do you think no it's just he's oh god <laughs> i was about to say he wants to enter her but <laughs> But then you have a uh-huh. you have a Rob follow up yeah. coming right yeah, after you right, know it. Right, right. <laughs> I was like, that's that's more tongue than teeth. That's that's no, that's opposite. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not gonna answer anymore, Laura. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think I think the in, the intent that what they were trying to do is like antagonize. Like, the more negative and the more afraid that they got, the more vulnerable she was. Mm-hmm for it to like take over her body mm-hmm. and like you know it's uh it's it's the age-old thing in a lot of horror movies like the more you feed into the fears the more it takes you over so it was just trying to be like okay boom you know feel my pain okay you didn't really answer the question like where would you bite somebody greg well you know what Let's... oh oh i have my answer for that oh. go ahead the butt <laughs> No, I was just say if you want to be effective and you want to make your points, just bite them right on the face. Oh my just god, like, dude! Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask, what's the intent behind our bite? I need to know that. Oh well, is it that's sexual? Different. That's a different is question. Like no, we're pretty much putting demonic. Put, yeah, you're putting yourself in the demon shoes. You have you have chicken toes. You're eight feet tall. You're you're just amalgamation of like beings. I mean, then I'm kind of there with Greg. I you know what? I'm gonna go neck. Like that's such a a vampire and uh, yeah, you just see a lot of neck bites. Mm -hmm. That could be, that could be sensual though. It could be sensual, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm, Not when you're like in your thirties and married, like we don't need that anymore. (laughs) Especially when Brooks is gibbering about fucking some weird thing he's he's talking about in his sleep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would, I, I would, for me, I would say a good like bite on the arm, you know? 
a good bite on the arm i think is good like on the you know like the little like you know fat part of the fat arm part. yeah yeah because yeah. i think you get a really good bite you know you can get a good chunk in there you know so you're just hungry <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you just want snacks yeah <laughs> yeah i'm the hungry i'm the hungry demon yeah that's me yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> hence why i wanted to hang out with slimer as one of my guys too yeah that's true got it yeah oh, got that makes it. sense then okay I mean, they had a fridge. You could have just go, gone for the fridge. Don't even bite her. Bite into like a bag of chips or something. Oh, that's true. I should have just actually ate food. <laughs> More nourishment. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, good point, Greg. Good point. Thank you. Now I know what I'm going to do when I die one day. I'm just going to come back and bite people because <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah. That's about right. Um, yeah. And, and like we said, from that bite point, you know, Katie's, <laughs> Katie's pretty much, you know, gave herself to this fucking demon. Um, I guess after that point, that's really when Micah's like, oh, I should take this seriously now you know yeah. too late bro <laughs> yeah exactly too little, that's too why i was late. asking you guys at what point do you take it seriously because it, it took micah like this whole movie and her literally getting drug out of bed and bit by something for him to be like oh okay this is probably real you know but it, it's so late in the movie that's when he's like uh let's get out of here let's just go let's go and she's laying in the bed and she's like no like i want to stay now i want to stay and then he leaves and she kind of mm-hmm. smiles and i was like oh shit Oh, that yeah. was so easy. She evil, goes, yeah. everything's going to be okay now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, no. Yeah. Did, did you guys pick up on a lot of the stuff about, um, like, the more they argued, the more the spirit kind of, whether you want to call it, wanted to protect her or fucking just hated Micah more? Did you guys pick up on a lot of that stuff? Yeah. I mean, it just, it all builds up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they've invited it in and it's finally inside of her. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Micah doesn't stand a chance, right? Yeah, because there, there's the one scene too where the picture gets broken, and, it, and like, <laughs> yeah. like the ghost literally like punched Micah's face with the picture, and it, or actually scratched it because there was like some scratch marks in there. You know, actually, this doesn't grind my gears, but I hope you guys noticed that was not her. It wasn't. It wasn't. No, oh, I didn't even notice. Go it. back, go back and look at the photo. That's not even her. It was a picture of him and some other chick that probably his somewhere. actual girlfriend in real life. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe he's such a douche. He has pictures of his exes around the house. Dude, <laughs> it's not her at all. That's, that's such like, a Micah thing to do. Such a Micah. Oh, well, it's, it's, everybody out there, don't be a Micah. That's that's the rule from this episode. Yeah, yeah don't be a Micah. What a douchebag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Um, yeah, so let's get to the actual like ending here of the movie where we talked about Katie got bit. She's given in to the spirit, you know. Um, then you pretty much get the very last um scene where she gets out of bed again and kind of, you know, stands there for like an hour creepily, then leaves the room. Uh, then it waits about maybe 30 seconds, and then she just screams bloody murder. Um, then Micah wakes up. He runs, you know, out of the room. It's still, they're staying on the bedroom shot. You don't really hear anything or what you hear, like a, you hear them talking and then silence, right? Yelling, yelling. and then like yelling and screaming. And you hear like, yeah, like mm-hmm. thuds. Yeah. And then all you hear is like footsteps kind of coming up the stairs, very heavy footsteps, which you've heard earlier in the movie. So you're pretty much like, it's definitely the demon. And then, you know, you're like, you're staring so hard into the black of the doorway. Like what's yeah. there? 
I forgot to tell you guys, there's multiple times in this movie where not only do I like close my eyes, but I'm like, Laura, I'm putting the blankets over my head, you know, <laughs> because <laughs> I do that for comfort, not because I'm no, I think scared. That must just be you, Laura. Yeah. I was doing the Laura Snuggie all night when I was watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, there's like so many parts in this movie where you're like, you know, something's going to happen. And just like, I don't want to look, I don't really want to see the, the instance where something comes out, you know? And this is yeah. one of those instances where I'm like halfway focused on the darkness, but like ready in a split second to like turn my head away. But they do a really good job of like the quickness that Micah's mm. body comes flinging from the darkness. It's such a great shot. Another one where it's like, how do they fucking do that? Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much. Yeah. So like I said, Micah's body comes flinging through the dark. He kind of hits partially the camera, the wall, and then just falls to the ground. And then Katie walks in with blood like Laura was wearing today all over her like stomach and shirt. And she kind of like the way she walks too is so fucked up how it's not like a normal walk. It's almost like not shuffling. I don't know what you would call it. She's it's like heavy footed. Yeah. Like she's, you know, like trying to like, like move her getting legs. Used to the body, that's, yeah. what I was, that's what I was asking you Ugh. guys. Like, you know, like is the demon like inside of her? Cause like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she's, she's, the way she walks is like, yeah, she's way heavier than her. So it's like, it's either like behind her literally or like in her. It's weird. No, it's in oh, her. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, all right. Sexy. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sexy? Where the hell did that come from? Oh, my God. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, so then pretty much Katie just like kneels down on the ground. And then kind of like twists her head weird and then kind of lunges towards the camera. And then you get a real quick, you know, split second shot of her face kind of, you know, looking more demon-esque, looking more, you know, yeah. demonic. demonic, you know, um, which I thought was a good shot. Mm-hmm. I don't, I honestly, after it ended, yeah. I don't know if I would have been okay with like not having that shot. I would have kind of maybe been a more happy like living it a little ambiguous at the end you know not having like the demon face mm. uh laura do you have do you have information on the alternate endings like what they entailed yeah uh so there was one ending where they actually show the san diego police department um going in and like finding hmm. mika micah's body and not finding katie's body which it's like they summed it up with the words at the end. So that's kind of the ending where like, I think they realize, oh, yeah. we don't need this. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was another ending where when she puts her face to the camera, she then slits her own throat. Oh, really? Yeah. And they Whoa. determined that that was like, it was too much. Hmm. Um, What's even the point? It of was that? unnecessary. Like, yeah, we don't need that. Uh yeah, it was just like it was mostly too much, I think, at first. But now with the sequels, like we need her; she comes back, mm-hmm. right? So huh. it's good that that didn't happen. I, yeah. I, I mean, as a standalone movie, I would have liked her slitting her own throat better than what they did. As a standalone, yeah, yes, as a standalone. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I we agree. didn't we didn't really talk about it a lot in in the review here a bit, but there is the whole thing about the Ouija board and spilling out Diana. And then Micah finds a whole like history about some woman. I don't know how long ago they documented this, but she literally yeah. had the same experience. It's supposed to be pretty much like this is the same spirit and it attached itself to whoever this woman was. And I don't know if she slit her throat or she kills herself, 
but that would be a good tie into way to end the movie the way that they yeah. talk about because without that it really almost somewhat like that story doesn't really matter then yeah it's almost I, I honestly think that's my one of my only complaints about this movie and this is digging like having to try to find a complaint is like why did the Ouija board have to spell out Diane or Diana like that honestly that was such a quick moment in the mm-hmm. movie and it didn't even really help with the storyline or matter it's like maybe just have it spell out something that actually pertains to katie just katie just, katie <laughs> just her yeah name. yeah katie or yeah. like <laughs> i don't know just yeah mm-hmm. it just kind of seemed pointless yeah so maybe originally the ending was supposed to be her cutting her throat because that does tie into the old story but then yeah. when they actually showed it, they were like, this is too much, guys. Let's cut it back a bit. You know, but actually it took away a little bit of that story then. But oh, OK, huh? interesting. Well, and thank God, because, you know, 193 million. They were like, we got to make a few more of these and we got to yeah. bring her back. Yeah. So it's a good thing That's she didn't true. slit her throat. That's true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's get into, you know, like you talked about, Laura. What is what, if anything, you guys didn't like about this movie? You know, that honestly was probably my only complaint. Mm-hmm. And usually in my notes, Rob, I the way that I've been organizing it lately, I've, I will highlight different notes in different colors so I can easily skim and look at things that I didn't like or didn't like. And looking at my notes, I don't have a single thing that I that I, that I dislike. There were some funny moments like that we kind of gawked at. He kept referencing Firewire over and over again. It's like an outdated technology that we don't use anymore. But um, and then he kept doing stuff that we, you know, throwing across into the fire. Okay, please, bro. Mm-hmm. No. Oh yeah. Serious. Like, okay. There are things like that, but you know, they explain it away by his hubris, you know, mm-hmm. by his like his arrogance. And like it makes sense of the, to me, I don't know. I want to hear what you guys have to say because I didn't have anything that I that I didn't like about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I mean, kind of like Laura says, there's not a lot I didn't like about this movie. It's all built on the anxiety and the suspense you're getting while watching it. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, definitely the contrast between the night scenes, which is really what you want in this movie, and the day scenes, which are all set up. I definitely, of course, don't really care for the day scenes that much. You know, they're just there to give you more information to make you understand things, or they're set up for what's going to happen. I didn't, I didn't, not the acting is not, bad but that's the only i think that's the only thing i would say is like the acting isn't great no you know and and i'm and i'm not i'm not saying this is not supposed to be like superb actors these are right people getting paid five hundred dollars to come five hundred dollars to come you know for five hundred bucks they're fucking they should win they killed it awards yeah yeah Yeah. i mean that would be my only complaint of course it's just like yeah of course the acting is not great so if anybody out there doesn't like fucking superb acting and they might be like oh geez fucking stupid acting yeah um yeah let's uh let's get a little bit into the i guess my grave robins i'm gonna be doing this week a bit before we get to you know rotten tomato scores and get to the end here a bit i got a couple stories get some popcorn get some popcorn (laughs) (laughs) you you might you might want to get across in some holy water man shit this shit's about to get real Mm -hmm. i mean it's not gonna be as creepy as laura's family but you know it's pretty creepy you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so let me uh let me let me get let me get graves out here a bit because i need to steal the coffin for a bit so uh let me get him out here digging him up hopefully he's not on his fucking like, sidekick can i talk about okay graves graves is out here gay hey, hey graves put that put down your sidekick i need to steal your coffin for a bit man okay 
All right. All right. Thanks, Come man. On thanks. I appreciate it. You know? uh, okay. All right. So, I mean, I mean, I definitely just want to talk about things that I've experienced in my life. I forgot to ask you guys, cause I kind of want to save it for this. Like you guys both believe in ghosts and spirits and stuff, right? Yeah. Right. Laura, your whole thing is just like, if you haven't seen one up to now, you're probably not going to see one. God, I mean, you, that's the rule. There might be an exception, but that's the rule, I believe. Mm. I mean, I I think that there's a lot of things out there that are bullshit, but do I think that it's possible and that there's probably some stuff out there? Yeah, for sure. Mm. Okay. What about you, Greg? I don't know, man. I'm I'm like weird about the whole thing. It's like I I know that my brain tells me that it's all BS, you know, but at the same time, as you grow up, you experience things, you see things, you feel things, you hear things, you're told things. You almost can't help. Like this movie was like, to me, like the reverse X-Files. Like, I don't want to believe, but you, you can't help but feel something, you know, when you, like me, when you have these, you know, nightmares that terrify you and that are scarier than anything that you've ever seen in the waking life or you experience something as a kid that you can't explain. And even though you logically tell yourself that uh, it, you could rationalize it in some way, it's just, it's a feeling. So yeah, I would, I would lean toward like, yeah, I believe that there's something just because it's just a feeling that you have, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, definitely. I definitely believe, I mean, growing up, you know, uh, in my parents' house, you know, I'm the oldest of five kids. So there's always been kids in our house. And we have one room in our parents' house. It's like a four bedroom house that at one point, all the five kids have, that's been their room at one point. And every time we all have different experiences from that room, whether it's, you know, my experience when I was younger or my sisters or one of my brothers, you know, my, my youngest sister was the last one to be in there and she had a dog uh, and the dog would always like bark at the corners or bark at the ceiling or things like that. They were just kind of subtly creepy. Um, I know my, my brother for a fact said that he used to hear like footsteps outside the door. Um, for me being the oldest, I was the first one in this fucking room. So I got imprinted on first, I guess, you know, um, I'm like the OG to experience any of this shit. You know, I was there as a fucking baby. Um, but for me, my whole stuff is like based on somewhat sleepwalking, I guess. I mean, the worst thing I've ever been told that I don't remember, of course, is growing up probably between the ages of five and eight uh my mom would continuously find me just standing in the backyard and she'd have to come and like usher me back to bed and oh my god and you know it's like sleepwalking i guess but and i would ask her like what like what was i doing and she's like you were just standing there and she said that my eyes would be like rolled in the back of my head somewhat oh Oh my god rob no oh man and I'm, Come this on, what, dude. This is what she told me. This is what she told me. You know, um, <laughs> she doesn't really like to talk about it a lot now. I haven't brought. Your mom it. listens to this podcast. Oh, that's right. I for, I forgot my mom listens to this podcast. I forgot about that. Oh wow, that's true. You know, oh, shout out to my mom. Man. You know, um, so like, I know that happened before, and that's just like something that's like fucked up. You know, um, but I mean, the same thing as my brother though. Like I definitely would hear like footsteps up and down the hallway a lot. Definitely, um, 
you know, just hearing like noises on the walls, you know, thinking that you hear like the TV on in the living room and then trying to go like creep out and look and like there's nothing there, like there's nothing on in there, stuff like that. It was creepy. I mean, that's all in this house. The only other thing I ever really experienced was when I moved to one other apartment and I like saw like a face in my closet. And like, it was fucking creepy as hell. It was, it was really creepy. So I was like, it was in the, it was probably in the middle of the night. And I kind of woke up kind of similar to being half asleep. And I remember sitting on like the edge of my bed and my, the edge of my bed kind of faced the closet that had like a sliding door and the sliding door was open, maybe six inches, just enough to kind of be able to see a little bit in. And I remember like looking up. And like seeing like an oldish looking man with like long white hair and a long gray beard and just see and just and just seeing like his face like in the closet and very similar to Knott's Berry Farm. I got up and I punched the closet door as hard as I could and like broke a hole in the door. Oh, my God. Just because just because at that moment I was half asleep, I literally thought there was someone standing in my closet. It wasn't the night you accidentally killed your grandpa because he was trying to just <laughs> scare you. He's like, <laughs> just wanted to give my grandson a good night kiss. I was like, Grandpa, God damn it. What are you doing in my closet, Grandpa? Yeah, no, I didn't. Are you serious with this, yeah, man? So that, that was like the only. But then that was like the last thing I really kind of remember. You know, I mean, that was still like at least a decade ago oh or more. You know, I haven't seen or really feel like experienced anything in a very long time. But yeah, those are pretty, wow. pretty crazy things from when I was younger and then the thing there. So like I said, I'm definitely a believer. I believe in a lot of that shit, you know. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I'm not like Laura. Hopefully I'm not imprinted on or I'm fucking I saw it when I was young. So I'm always going to see shit. You know, well, that's the thing. I think when you're young and you experience something like that, it's, I don't know, maybe impossible to shake, yeah. you know, especially if you have it imprinted in your memory. And, you know, regardless of how reliable your memory is over time, it's going to be with you. So, mm-hmm. man, I don't know. That's. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you guys a question? Especially you, Rob, like. Did I ever get diddled? You- no, I didn't ever got diddled back. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's the end sound bite. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Um, when you guys do have nightmares, what is, would you say like the number one thing that you have a nightmare about? Like, so Rob is, is it ghosts or spirits? I don't have nightmares. You don't? No, I don't. I have real life that <laughs> fucking scares me. I don't, I, I swear like I don't really have nightmares that often. I have like dumb dreams that don't make sense, but I can't really remember the last time I, could remember being like oh like i was scared in my sleep i really don't yeah what about you greg i feel like i can't even explain it um i'd say like it's just uh, like my worst nightmares are just it's like a it's a sense of evilness and usually there's something very strange going on it's it's very much like a midsummerish vibe where there's just weird like settings things that don't add up it's very um, like eerie and it's just always like an evil kind of like presence. I don't know how, how I really can't explain it. There's no way you almost just have to like be there in the dream to, to experience it. Yeah. It's just like a, it's a, it's, a, it's like a vibe and energy yeah. that's like beyond anything I could like experience, you know, mm-hmm. in, in like waking life. It's insane. Mm-hmm. So I think this might be where my issue comes from, where I tell you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm more scared of, real life things yet the majority of the movies that i'm actually scared of are more paranormal or more like you know not 
there, like in the flesh, it, my nightmares are never, never revolve around like evil spirits or ghosts or demons. I've never had a nightmare about that. My nightmares are like, I'm on a cruise ship that gets bombed by someone Hmm. and it like completely tilts over in the ocean and I drown or um, I'm in a place where there's an active shooter and I'm hiding somewhere and they find me and they like put the gun to my head and I wake up like they pull the trigger and then I wake up or um, yeah, like even when I was little, like getting chased by people with knives. Hmm. So it's all very realistic or I've, I have a lot of dreams like where loved ones will like uh, fall off a building and I'll be watching it or like, pl- or like I'll be walking down the street and a plane will crash right in front of me. It's very like real life shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yet then I watch something like paranormal and I'm like, no, this scares me when I'm watching a movie though. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. But then weird. I'm like, does it scare me? But it's like a fun scare. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't what I have nightmares about. So I don't know. It wasn't fun for me when it happened. So I definitely say it's not fun. Yeah. I'm very conflicted on like Mm -hmm. what actually scares me Hmm. and what is. Because I would imagine that one's nightmares represents what they're, what they fear the most. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I I mean, I'm not like a, you know, a dream expert, but I, I would expect that. So again, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird that you kind of like, you have two sides of it. Yeah. Yeah. If if there's any dream experts out there that want to email in and let us know what Laura's interesting dreams mean yes no, hit please. us up hit us up conjecturing please. pod at gmail uh and dissect laura's dreams let her know what what the heck that means for her because that is interesting <laughs> yeah you yeah. know hmm. mm-hmm. yeah maybe greg's too let us know what greg's means too maybe they'll just be like greg is clearly possessed <laughs> greg clearly has a demon <laughs> in his head at all times yeah mm-hmm. uh all right so i think that's it for the diggings tonight you know i'll give uh give graves back his coffin here uh graves cold out here you can go back and go back in your coffin now you can go (laughs) you can go back to go back to creating memes okay buddy all right okay games games get it right can i talk about no you you can't you can't talk about it okay Mm -hmm. let's get to the rotten tomato scores and we'll get in a couple critic reviews of this movie uh these tomato scores to me i was very shocked by the numbers here uh, well, definitely one of them. Um, so for the critic score, this this movie gets an 83%, which I think is pretty accurate. You know, I can see some people maybe not liking some things about it. The audience score for this movie is 57%. Wow. Which to me is so low for this movie. Yeah. Please. I agree. Yeah. You know, I agree. So, so I went through and pulled a couple audience uh, reviews just to kind of shout them out for possible reasons why somebody might not like this movie. Laura, do you want to read two of them? Yeah. So this first one's from Spencer S. Uh, 2014. He says, paranormal activity certainly has its moments and its numerous alternate endings also provide some good scares. However, the scariest thing you'll see in this movie that so heavily depends on good writing and characters would be the atrociously bland acting along with the stilted dialogue that makes the originality wither and die when there's nothing to have stand steadily upon. Jesus Christ. (laughs) This is rough. That was rough. I think that was, think that was written by the demon. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure both these reviews were like one star reviews too. Oh my you God. Know? 
So, I mean, that one literally is just calling out the bad acting, right? To me, that is right. It's and calling out the bad it's acting. It's not that bad. It's not that bad, you know? Um, so just, mm. just for, you know, somebody might not have liked this movie because of the acting, I guess. And they put it as like, a, you know, a not a good movie. So that's yeah. one. Um, do you want to read the other one, Laura? Yeah. So this one's Michael T. Also 2014. He says, set up a camcorder in a bedroom with some shoddy electrical wiring, shake the camera, open the windows so the wind can slam some doors and call that a movie. What the fuck? I guess if you actually believe in ghosts, psychics, astrology, and other nonsensical gibberish, then this movie could be scary. Otherwise, it's totally dumb. Ew. (laughs) So that's, to me... Booze. I can see that though, Michael. (laughs) So the second one to me was something I definitely kind of want to talk about. We kind of just went through a little bit of like my experiences and how we're all at some point a believer, but I never really thought about this movie. Somebody watching it that doesn't believe in any of this stuff. Yeah, I guess if you don't believe in any of this stuff and then you watch this movie, I could see you being like, "This movie's dumb." If you don't believe it, then yeah, why would it scare you if you don't believe it? Right. You know, yeah. it's just something yeah. I didn't really consider. Right. But I mean, between not believing in the movie, so nothing scares you and then bad acting, you know, I don't think that's enough for almost 40 percent of people not to like this movie. Yeah. I mean, unless it's very similar to um, what is the other one we reviewed? What are those Midsommar or one of the other ones where it just made people uncomfortable? So they said, no, I don't like it. I don't like the way funny it- games. Yeah, so maybe it's mm-hmm. something like that where partial partial of these people just said, "Fuck it, this movie." I walked out of the theater; it was so scary. I I don't like it. Yeah, but but that that tomato rotten tomato difference is just so drastic, and to me, it's not accurate at all. Yeah, you know, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think the only thing I remember reading from somebody was the fact that just we talked about a little bit of the slow burn there that people were mm-hmm. saying that it's just boring in the beginning. And it's all about the last 10, 20 minutes. And yeah. I was like, I can kind of right. get that. You know, if you're, if yeah. you're, yeah, if you're partially like not a believer, so you're not frightened like I am that a door is slightly moving, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then I guess you watch that and you're like, so, so what if the door moves, you know? So like, yeah, until shit gets for real, then maybe the movie is boring to some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's just interesting, you know, that, that the reviews can be that far off from each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah, not Greg. So they're just a bunch of demons. They don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no. Um. So let's get to our overall ratings for this movie. Um. So let's do one to five. Let's do how many bite marks? Ooh. How many bite marks for this movie? You know, how many bites are you gonna take? Um. God, I really, I really like this movie, but I'm, I feel weird giving it like a really high rating. Is that crazy? No. Mm-mm. Fuck it. I'm giving it a four and a half bite mark. Wow. Four and a half. Holy shit. Yeah. I just, I mean, I agree. I've seen it so many times that now when I watch it, it's like, I'm definitely not nearly as scared, but just for how effective this movie is. And then also, I mean, and I know this is kind of cheating, but knowing all of these side facts about it, about Mm. how low the budget was and how it took so little to make this film. um, Yeah. I just think it, yeah, it's, it's scary, you know? Yeah, what about um what about you, Greg? How many bite marks are you giving this movie? I'm gonna give the movie four bite marks. I mm. I, I liked what you used the word effectiveness, Laura. That's the best way that I could describe this movie. I would say that using what they had in the way that they did just made it so effective. Like 
I give it I naturally negative points because you can kind of see where it was like low budget and it was missing things. I mean, it was limited to just a couple of characters. You didn't get outside the house. Um, and it being like a found footage type of movie, we talked about this before the pod, that there's not much depth to it. There's not really much more to think about it because being the first movie, you don't know anything about the lore, the story. Yeah. And it's just, you're being presented with what, is being, you know, labeled as real material. So there's not much like depth to it. So that's where it loses some points for me, but it's just so effective. I, I yeah. can't not give it, a, you know, at least a four, mm-hmm. four bite marks. <laughs> Greg, Greg took a bite there. It was pretty creepy. Just, <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought his face changed to a little demon for a second. That was pretty creepy. Yeah. Maybe it did. You have to rewind yeah, and, and go in slow mo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll have to put that on YouTube now. Yeah, just oh, Greg's okay. face biting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is uh, my fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I'm there with Greg. Um, yeah. I'll give it a four. I'm right there with Greg. This movie does a lot, you know, all the suspense. It makes you feel the anxiety. It makes you feel, you know, for what it's trying to accomplish, it does it really well, you know, really well for what it's trying to do. It's trying to get A, B and C done. It does those three things perfectly, you know, D and F in the storyline, not so great, but that's not what it's trying to focus on. So I don't really take away a lot from it. Like we said, the acting of course is not like superb, but it's not really meant to be superb. So it's hard to give it, take away points from that. So I would say a solid four uh, for there for my ratings. Yes. Solid four bite marks. Nice. Um, let's do our last little bit here of what couple things did you guys learn from this movie? Oh, so you can call out, you know, two, three things that you guys learned or shout out something cool. Micah did maybe. I know Greg's answer. Oh yeah. Leave that chick. He's like, if you want to, if you want to survive, (laughs) break up with Katie's ass. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, you know what ghosts don't have is baggage. I'm out of here. Yeah. I got 99 problems, but a demon ain't one of them. <laughs> Can you imagine if you're Katie and that's the last thing you hear from your ex-boyfriend? Like you're on the porch and he, he drops that line on you and he closes the door, mm-hmm. but a demon ain't one. Mm-hmm. Boom. Dang. That's fucking awesome, dude. That's harsh. That's about right. That's what I think of. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Okay, I've got a couple. Okay. Mm-hmm. One that I wish they did the entire movie. Every time they heard a noise and went downstairs, they just they went down with the little flashlight that was on the camera. Turn every light on in your house. Yeah. Turn everything on. That's true. Every dome light. Even, like, turn, you know, your keychain light on. Everything. The light over the stove. Open the microwave so that light's on. Like, every light. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, we have like a billion lights in our, our kitchen. Do that. Uh, so that's lesson one. Two, I think I, I liked how they explained away the fact that it would follow her. So that kind of gave you a reason why they didn't just leave the house. Because I bet viewers were like, well, just leave. It's a haunted house. Move, you know, but it was following her. But I always thought like, well, what if you bring people to you? If you had a house full of like 20 of your, you know, 20 friends or, you know, maybe you, you were like live streaming your life to the internet or something. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, you think a demon's gonna like present itself when like the world is watching you i think oh my god it, greg, it wouldn't greg's possessed by a demon and he's like i'm gonna throw a rager <laughs> this is what i'm saying it's all context you guys it's all yeah, he's like he's the like demon. he's like byod bring your own demon yeah <laughs> oh fuck wow okay. that is something Point three, I'm going to go the total opposite direction. If you're being haunted, go homeless. I think 
if you if you live out on the street and you have like a cardboard box, what's the worst they could do? Like knock over your box? Oh, big big oh, deal, man, Greg. Like so. you know, push you to the side. Like you know, it's not gonna mess with you and like slam door. You don't have a door. You don't have a so door. I'm just thinking, you're not gonna get haunted. Uh-huh. So it's like mm-hmm. it just makes me laugh and sad because mm-hmm. go homeless like it's an option for. <laughs> So, save some money oh, on your man. your rent, uh, Rob. I don't think we can follow that. I think, I that's, yeah, I don't. I don't I, <laughs> no, I want to hear you guys. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> oh man, uh, I don't know. I, I definitely, I don't think I can follow that. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. Okay, we can just end it there. They want it there. You know, I have a couple. I have a. I have a couple. But if you no, let's hear them. Let's hear them. Let's hear them. Um, I think the only idea of three. I don't know if they're that good or not. They're not as good as be homeless, but uh. <laughs> um i said i said first first of all um on every first date you go on ask uh the person you're dating if they've ever been haunted or if they ever had experiences on the very first date i think you should put that on front street it's like an std it's like did you ever have a demon possess you you know you should know that right up front Oh, because you're going to uh-huh. tell some chick on the first date of you of an STD, right? <laughs> yeah, wait till the third date. You're true. That's true. <laughs> with, with Laura, Laura, from a, from a female's perspective, if a guy tells you, one, he has an STD, or two, he was possessed by a demon, which guy do you break up with faster? Holy shit. I don't know. I, wow. Um, it's a, it's a, you got to pick one. Fuck! I guess the demon. Wow! So you're going? You you rather just have an STD than a demon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can fix that shit with an antibiotic. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess yeah. There's no antibiotics for a demon haunting you. Shit. Right. Sure, clearly, you know. Oh man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I think the only last one I have here would be um, if we learned anything from Fire in the Sky, never date someone named Katie. Oh, oh, shit. that's right. Yeah. Two Katie's and Ooh, yeah, sorry. both of them you don't want to date. Mm-hmm. Except this Katie wasn't Satan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's funny. All right, let's uh, let's get to the end here then. So, you know, we did the movie. So now we got a movie reveal of next week's episode. So, Laura, it's your pick. What are you what are we going to conjecture next week? All right. I have a hint. I am doing from my list, Rob. Oh. Uh, 1996 Scream. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, we're doing the OG. Wow, we're gonna finally doing the OG. Wow, this is like Laura's like movie. This is like your whole existence is this movie. It is. I'm gonna warn you guys. Next week is gonna be very different. If you say anything negative about this movie, I will (laughs) fucking cut you. Oh dang. (laughs) <laughs> wow mm-hmm. she's you're gonna like throw us through a doorway and have blood on your shirt again Let's just put it this way if you treat this movie the way we treated greg's favorite movie the faculty <laughs> i can't i won't be able to handle it the way greg handled it you can't do that to me so mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. <laughs> how did that evolve to my favorite movie by the way that is not my favorite yeah movie. you said it it's my second favorite movie second favorite well movies. there you go there you go <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Okay, cool. I'm excited. I haven't watched Scream in, man, a long time. Wow. It's been a while, you know? Laura's outfit is going to be, like, off the chains then, I think. 
because you guys i didn't have to buy room. a thing mm-hmm. i i've got i've got everything yeah. i'm so ready for this you figure that much <laughs> you mm-hmm. don't even know yeah oh my god that's funny yeah so uh yeah so uh, if you get anybody wants to email in conjecturing pod at gmail uh let us know other movies we can watch we can conjecture we can make stupid jokes about you know let us know um also if you want to hit us up uh, twitter instagram at conjecturing pod also subscribe rate review us wherever you're listening to your podcast at um so that's it for this week uh, this has been the conjecturing i've been rob and laura and greg Yeah, until next time, remember, Horace Objective, so conjecture away. See ya. Bye-bye. See you guys. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep tight. <laughs> Sleepy.